My name is Barbara Pike Gonzalez. I work with high achieving women throughout multiple stages of their careers. And one pattern that keeps repeating is how we have been conditioned to minimize our worth and play small. Well, there will be no more hiding, ladies. It's time you know, show, and grow your worth. On this podcast, we're going to talk personal branding strategies that give you the clarity and the confidence to own who you truly are and what you bring to the table, and how creative and innovative PR opportunities will get you in front of the people that you are truly meant to impact. Are you ready? Let's go. Hi, everyone. I am so thrilled that you're here with me today for episode two of the Know, Show, and Grow Your Worth podcast. On today's episode, we are going to focus on the know portion of Know, Show, and Grow Your Worth. And we're going to dive into knowing more about why we do hold ourselves back, why we do tend to play small sometimes. And then we're going to talk about tangible steps you can take to overcome this challenge that we all seem to have at some point in our lives. So let's go ahead and dive in. Now, I know that it certainly can be easier said than done to quit playing small and to quit hiding and just put yourself out there. I know that that can be difficult, especially if you have never really felt safe to do that in the past. So I want to take some time today to dig deeper into why and how we as female leaders and founders have historically been conditioned to play small and downplay our expertise and abilities. And then I'm going to share actionable steps you can take beginning today to not only break this cycle for yourself, but for future generations of female leaders to come. Now let's think about first going back to childhood and adolescence and maybe what was modeled for you while you were growing up. Maybe you had family dynamics with maybe outdated societal roles that taught you either directly or indirectly that women are meant to kind of hide in the background, to only be in certain areas, in certain conversations, and no others. Or maybe as a child, depending upon where your role was within the family dynamic, maybe your voice wasn't heard and you never felt respected in your family enough to be empowered to share your opinion, share your expertise, share your vulnerabilities, and honestly share anything that you may be feeling or thinking. Or maybe growing up, you were labeled a certain way and you ended up pigeonholed in that role whether that's in your family or whether that's in school or other community groups that you were part of. Perhaps you were known as the funny one or, oh, she's the athletic one or the shy one. Pick whichever adjective fits you. But maybe you weren't necessarily labeled as the smart one, the creative one, the innovative one, and certainly not ever considered to be the most likely to succeed. All of those things, whether you're even conscious of it today as an adult or not, can play into those feelings of not wanting to put yourself out there, to wanting to hold back because you have been conditioned to, you are liked 
and you are accepted if you play small. I'm curious if that resonates with any of you. If any of you can think of a time where you experienced that, or if it wasn't you, perhaps a childhood friend growing up, or a college friend, or a colleague now professionally. Because like I mentioned before, this is certainly something that I have seen in my clients, and I know that they are not the exception to the rule. Now let's think about professionally where you may have been conditioned to play small and to hide. Was there a hierarchy in place in your company and in your culture where you never felt empowered to speak your mind and to share your perspective and ideas? Perhaps you've never felt the right, that you've earned the right to show your expertise. There was always someone with more authority or more experience who commanded that spotlight. And you were never really given the chance or the opportunity to really show truly what you're made of. And of course, ladies, I would be remiss if I didn't tackle head on the concept and the struggle that honestly, all of us, every single listener, including your hostess here, has been challenged with. And that is, of course, imposter syndrome. This never truly seems to go away, even among the most accomplished women. And the key is to step out of that and just own your power. Believe in yourself. Give yourself that two seconds of courage to push send on an email or to push publish on a podcast or a website or to submit that proposal for a speaking engagement. It's those little, little bursts of courage and confidence that's going to help you throughout time overcome that imposter syndrome when it rears its ugly head. And for those of you that may not be as familiar with imposter syndrome, that really is when you think that you're simply pretending to be in a role of authority or an expert in a certain topic or an experienced, seasoned professional in a certain area, but you don't really believe that you are. You're, in, you're being an imposter. You're faking it. And people are going to find out. You think, who am I to speak on this topic? Who would want to hear what I have to say? I'm not as, as successful as so-and-so. Why, why would I ever think that I would be someone that would be seen as an authority? I know from my own personal experience, a, a, a topic that it always, not a topic, but a, a saying that I grew up with was, who does she think she is? Curious if any of the, um, those kids like me growing up in the 70s may have heard that term, 70s and 80s. Who does she think she is doing that? Who does she think she is to take on that role? Who does she think she is to think that she can rise to this level of success? Well, who she thinks she is, is who she is because she's owning it and she should be proud. So now that we have talked about all of the different areas in which we do hold ourselves back, either consciously or subconsciously, let's talk about how we are going to turn all of this around. 
again, it may not be every day that we are riding high and owning our power fully and stepping into it. But if we can at least realize when we're holding ourselves back and have some tools in our tool belt to overcome that and take action again, even if it is that little burst of courage, then I want to make sure that you're empowered to do that. So with each of the episodes that we do for No Show and Grow Your Worth, I will end with specific actionable steps that you can take. As I mentioned, I want this to be a source of inspiration and information for you. And I want to make sure that you walk away knowing that you are empowered to take these steps that you need to take. So let's talk about what some of these steps are. Number one, I encourage you, if you have, especially if you have not done this for a long time, to really sit down and take inventory of all of your accomplishments. And this is above and beyond what you may have included on your resume or your CV. But really sit down and think about what are the milestones I've hit? What are some of those metrics that I can measure and I can report back on on my success? What sales have I achieved? The years of experience in a certain area, whatever that is for you specifically in your industry and in your experience, make sure that you have that documented. And I will tell you that if you haven't done that in a while, you may be really surprised of the things that you haven't thought of. And now that you're aware of these things, you can more fully own what you've accomplished because you literally have the documentation. You have the receipts, as they say. Number two, I also recommend that you take some time to survey some people in your life, your coworkers, colleagues, maybe friends and family who you trust who are going to keep it real for you. Ask, how would they describe you? Maybe, you know, what five words would you use to describe me, both professionally and personally? Do they even truly know and understand what you do for a living? Do they know the extent to which you support your community? Because I think that will be really telling to know how much of yourself you have truly shared and how much of your expertise and your value you portray on a regular basis for those people around you to fully know everything that you stand for and what you've done. And number three, I would recommend that you review and take an audit of how you represent yourself online. Can you identify areas where you may not be showing up as your full self? Is there anywhere that you're hiding? Are there awards that you've won that you haven't um, shared, maybe on LinkedIn, if it's a professional award? Are there podcasts that you have been on that you have not shared your those episodes with your audience so they can hear you directly share your expertise and your experience. If that's the case, if you do find yourself in a position where you do have room for improvement there, put some thoughts down and take in action steps to find ways to authentically, and that's the key, authentically, show up as your full self online. And I do want to quite take a quick minute on that because one question that I get quite often is, how much of myself should I really share online, especially if you are going through something that is highly personal, 
um, you know, whether that is a, a like a trauma or a, a major life change or something like that. My rule of thumb is always this. If you are still going through it, you are still processing it, you are still within the program if it is, or if you are, um, again, if, if something that will end up having a, a final outcome, if you're not at that final outcome yet, you're still in it, literally, you do not have to share it. You don't. You have every right to keep that to yourself. And then when you are on the other side of it, if you feel inclined, you can share it at that point, especially if you think it's a message or an experience that can help others who may go through that at some point in their lives. But when you are in the middle of something that is so impactful to you, you do not have to share it with the public. That is a question that I get quite often. And lastly, simply start getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Consider video for your posts on social media where you may have typically been inclined to just use text or a static photo. Submit yourself for a speaking opportunity, even if it's, you know, a, a small little women's group or something in your area, but just something that's really going to kind of flex that muscle for you and give you that taste of, I had submitted, I was accepted, I've prepared my speech, and now I've done it. That will continue that momentum for you of stepping into your power and owning who you are. If you haven't gotten new headshots in a while that really reflect who you are today, I would recommend doing that. And, and lastly, you know, post on a regular basis on social media, especially if that's a way for you to connect with an audience that you may be trying to reach more of a national or international group that you're not um, specifically limited to a local community. If you really want to get yourself out there above and beyond where you physically are located, you have got to be on social media. At least three times a week minimum is a good place to start. Um, if you want to do more than that, you certainly can. And I'll do an entire another episode on representing yourself on social media. But just the takeaway for this one is just to be consistent in putting yourself out there on social media on a regular basis. Again, ideally using video, something that really shows your personality, your voice, how you express yourself. That's what's going to really resonate with your audience. And join a new networking group or a community. Get used to walking into a room or logging onto a Zoom where you know no one and introduce yourself. Put yourself in those situations. That's how you're gonna grow your audience. That's how you're gonna grow your community. You're gonna find like-minded women who are in the same situations that you're in or some that maybe not, but you can learn from each other and you can share the challenges, share the opportunities, share the wins. Building those communities and being an active contributor in those communities is really going to set you up for success. And again, that is going to give you that confidence to continue to show up as yourself and no longer hide and no longer play small. And that is everything that I have to share with you today on episode two. I hope you found the episode useful and you're walking away with a few pearls of knowledge that you can take action on beginning today. 
And if you want to dive deeper in discussing your personal brand strategy, I would love the chance to talk with you. If you want to visit GeForcePR.com, fill out the Let's Connect form, and I'll schedule a 30-minute free discovery call. Let's talk about your goals. Let's talk about where you are today with your personal brand and where we can help you take it to the next level. And please, I would love any feedback that you have about the podcast to, if you want to, and please share any feedback that you have about the podcast. You can feel free to email me at noshowgrowyourworth at geforcepr.com. And I would love it if you would share this episode with your network and your community. Thank you so much for your time today. I know that you have so many different things pulling at your time and your attention. And I am so grateful that you shared some of your time with me today. And I will see you here again next week on the No Show and Grow Your Worth podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the No Show and Grow Your Worth podcast. If you found value in what you heard today, we would love it if you would share this episode with the fellow female leaders in your life. Until next time, don't forget, no more playing small and hiding. We'll see you again soon.